0: everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Elite Zone podcast. What we're doing is we're sitting down with marketers, real estate agents, people in uh, mortgage, title, etc, etc. And we're talking about real estate marketing, real estate technology, where the industry is going and all that fun stuff. Today, I've got a, a extra special guest and somebody that i've known for a long time a childhood friend of mine an amazing realtor based out of denver colorado his name is byron stewart byron thanks for being on the show how you doing man
1: absolutely thank you so much for having me i'm doing really well super excited to to be on a podcast with you
0: yeah man yeah well thank you know i I appreciate you doing it i mean for the for the past like uh you know decade we've kind of like followed each other on social media and seen what the other one was doing and you know we've we've uh touched base here and there i saw you a couple of christmases ago i think when i met um your wife and everything like that and um you know i've it's been fun to keep up with what you're doing and um like my, we've known each other for like 20 years probably a little longer than that <laughs> it's yeah crazy you know, to think yeah Time's yeah like by. Yeah, junior high, I think is uh, is when when we first met. Um, yeah, which uh, was in what was in Saint Paul, Minnesota, and uh, you know now I'm in San Diego and we're in Denver, so uh, <laughs> life life has pulled us to a uh, little more moderate climates and uh, you know yeah. interesting places. Um, well, here here's the deal, man. You know, like when when we were kids, you know, I was like hell bent on being a, a rock star, and uh, you know you. We're, um, doing all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. (laughs) uh, If you, if you, if you would have told me back then, like, Hey man, you know, in 20 years, we're going to be on a podcast where you're a, you know, an omni-channel marketer and and I'm a, a real estate agent in Denver. Um, I'd have been like, get out of here. So like, tell like, you know, you, and you, you've got like skydiving, like you're a skydiving instructor. I mean, how many, how many skydiving jumps have you done now? You know,
1: I stopped counting probably right around like six or 7,000. I could go back through my log books and, uh, and, you know, try to get a, a decent idea of, of how many jumps I have. Um, but, uh, yeah, I stopped counting, probably 12 years ago uh, is when Mm -hmm. I stopped counting the jumps uh, because that's when I stopped really working in the industry Uh, but I would say somewhere between like nine and ten thousand skydives is a pretty good uh, pretty good guess nine and ten thousand
0: crazy bro well so tell me do you um are you still doing that now because i remember you know uh like you you were working at skydive twin cities like back in the day and that and that was in wisconsin wasn't it like just right over there yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah just 35 minutes outside of downtown st paul in baldwin wisconsin baldwin that's um, what it was yeah uh yeah and i still jump i still i probably do about 100 ish jumps a year um, okay. probably a little shy on that this year. I just haven't been jumping a ton. Um, you know, I, I still love it. I, it's still, uh, something I, I, enjoy doing and, uh, going to different events and, um, finding different, uh, things to try to encourage me to keep on it. Um, yeah. but yeah, I just, I just don't do it for, for money anymore. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's, um, uh, it's hard to, to get myself motivated to go out and, and do a ton of skydives. Like I used to, it's, it's interesting in that, you know, so much time passes you by as you focus so heavily on one thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy for me to want to do the, the other things that I missed out on. Um, so even just spending a day in the park, right? Yeah. Um,
0: Well, yeah. So, what, 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 what did, what did you miss out on? Like, when, what, what do you mean when you say that?
1: Um, sorry, my computer is being weird here. Um, No worries. Um, you know, I think you know some of the things I really missed out on were just normal life things. You know, going, you know, like spending a day in the park or going to Mm -hmm. a museum or. Um, you know, anything, cause it was literally 10 years of, you know, living on an airport and skydiving day in and day out. Um, and so, you know, in the, in the industry, they say as the prop turns and, you know, at, at, you're kind of in this time capsule where you're just skydiving and, you know, you're taking people on skydives and you're so focused on that, um, you know, that industry, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you, you, you take a step away from it and you're like, whoa, you know, life has passed me by. Um, you know, I haven't been spending time with uh, family. I haven't been spending time with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get so focused and all of a sudden, you know, for me, at least it was all of a sudden I'm 27 years old going, wait, what just happened to the last 10 years of my life? Yep. Uh and and sure I, I made a ton of skydives and I had a lot of fun. Uh but there's all these other avenues and aspects of life that, that I really missed out on. Um simply because I was so dedicated and focused um on skydiving, which, you know, in, in some ways probably saved my life. <laughs> um but in other ways, you know, I missed out on a lot of a, a lot of cool stuff that I think um, you know, you yeah, know, no regret, but Mm -hmm. um you know finding time to fit those things in now where you know you just go to a concert or go and take the dogs for a walk around the park or read a book Mm -hmm. (laughs) these mundane things that we take for granted
0: oh yeah man it's absolutely um and i can imagine you know being like skydiving like that's like you know thrilling, exhilarating, Um, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's nothing, uh, nothing really beats jumping out of a a perfectly good airplane, I would imagine. But, um, you know, it's, as I've gotten a little bit older now, too, um, I, I think that life, you know, life is about the, like the core people you have around you. And, you know, being kind and, and loving to those people and spending quality time. And, you know, I, I listen to a lot of Gary Vee, I consume a lot of Gary Vee content. And, um, he always talks about, you know, go, go spend some time with, uh, people that are, you know, between 80 and 90 years old and ask them what their biggest regrets are. And it's never, you know, should have worked harder. Uh, you know, I should have crushed more of my goals, um, you know, they say I should have spent more time with my son, I should have been uh, should have done yeah. more things that I was scared to do. Uh, you know, I should have been nicer to my my parents or my mother or my, you know, my brother. So uh, the regrets are usually not, you know, focused around goals and work and money and, um, you know, things like that, which aren't to say those aren't important. But I'm curious to know, how, how did you uh, I mean, you know, for everybody listening, like, but Byron and I both had a bit of a misspent youth. Uh, I would, I would, <laughs> I would call it that, you know, <laughs> that's what I would call it uh, lightly. Um, and uh, you know, how did you go, how did you decide on real estate?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So I was going through a transition in my life where I had, I had tried a lot of things that didn't necessarily work out. Um, I took a job with this company called iFly, which does the indoor skydiving. Yeah, we have uh, them out here. T- yeah. Yep. And so they're all over the place now. When I started, um, that company had just started its its period of growth. And I was hired with the, um, you know, expectation um, that, that was set for me that I would be fast tracked and growing with this company. And mm-hmm. so I went in and, uh, with the expectation that I was going to put in, um, you know, a lot to this company and the company was going to in, in turn, uh, you know, kind of help me grow and, and help me succeed in w- within that corporation. And that company went through a lot of changes as it grew. And I kind of ended up feeling as though the company was growing and I was kind of sitting on the sidelines mm. and it was my, it was my first, um, introduction to corporate America. Uh, yep. and really, really feeling like, well, this isn't, you know, working out the way I thought, you know, and, uh, it just it just didn't really come to fruition for me in the way that I had wanted it to and had expected it. That company one of the things that that company did was it sent it sent me to kind of like a, a self uh, growth seminar this this thing mm-hmm. that they were sending all of their uh, prospective uh, you know leaders to to go and do this this program and in that program what I really got out of it was. I need to do something for myself and I should probably stop working for this company. That was kind of one of the big takeaways was, you know, Hey, like, you know, I can, I can really do whatever I want to do. And this company's not really going to fit. Um, you know, the, the whole thing of if you're not living your own dream, you're living somebody else's And totally, I realized immediately, Oh, I'm just a cog in a machine. And this company is just trying to put me in in a place where I'm going to fit what they need. And that's probably not going to align with what I want for for myself and my life. At that same time in my life, my grandfather was dealing with Alzheimer's and he ended up passing away very shortly after I took this this seminar. Mm. And I was able to fly back to St. Paul and I sat with my grandfather uh, for the last few hours of his life. Um, and he wasn't there. He had, he had kind of been gone for a while, um, with Alzheimer's. He, you know, you'd, you'd be kind of in his physical presence, but mentally I, he wasn't really all that there. Right. Um, and so, you know, I knew that he wasn't doing well and I went in and, um, he, he ended up, you know, he was, uh, he had like sepsis. Um, he had a ton of stuff going on. And, um, you know, I sat there just putting cold washcloths on his forehead and, and doing anything I could to comfort his, his physical being through the last hours of his life. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a combination between learning a lot at that personal, you know, growth seminar and, and going through that experience that led me to the realization that I was living small. I wasn't, um, I wasn't. I was capable of more yeah, and I was able to, I was able to do a lot more in my life and I was really the only thing holding myself back. And so I was, they just put me in a a place where I knew that I needed to do something different. I knew that I had more to give to the world. And I knew that I could be a bigger person for myself and, and the loved ones and everyone I had in my life. Shortly after that, I got a call from a guy named Travis Anemeyer, uh, C3 real estate up in Fort Collins, Colorado. Travis is a guy I skydived with for a long time. He had just gotten into real estate Mm. and we chatted and he said, you know, I think you'd be really good um, at this this career path. I think that you'd be a great real estate agent. He introduced me to a a program called Ninja Selling, uh, a guy named Larry Kendall.
0: Um, Yep. I'm familiar.
1: Ninja selling book. Yeah. And Larry Kendall's based out of here in in Colorado. Uh, And so before I even had my real estate license, I went and took the ninja selling seminar up in Fort Collins, Colorado. Mm. And that ninja selling seminar, very similar to the personal growth seminar, a lot of, you know, um, I, you know, a lot of concepts that come from just the idea of writing your own story, uh, not living a life where you're uh, blaming and being a victim, and more just being a player in the game and, and realizing that you can write your own story. You can do whatever you want to do. And so that kind of led me on this path to getting my real estate license. And so I took the course, uh, I quit my job at iFly. And I jumped headfirst into being a real estate agent, and I've never really looked back. Yeah, man, that's
0: that's a really cool story. Have you? I mean, have you shared that with other other people or on other podcasts, or do you share that in groups? You know, yeah, that's a really that's a powerful
1: story, man. Yeah, yeah. And so I actually, um, I've I've written that story down in in different ways, and I, I go back to it from time to time just to. Kind of remind myself, uh, you know, as as things happen in life, and the chaos of this industry takes a hold. Mm. It's really easy to forget and uh, and start to, you know, my my teammate Felix says it's like walking a tightrope, and you're gonna fall off the tightrope, and you got to figure out how to get yourself back on. Yep, and so that's a way in which I always kind of go back and go, okay, there's a reason why I'm doing this. There's a reason why I'm in this industry. Um, And there's a reason why I'm on this, this path, Mm -hmm. Um, which it's really odd. I'm sure you hear this from real estate agents and people in the mortgage industry, but there's so much to growing as an individual to these industries um, that that's something I didn't see happening. It's not, I always prepared myself to deal with clients, prepared myself for yep. helping people sell a house or prepare myself for helping somebody through the first time home buyer process. Right. But never did I uh, expect for this industry to really about, really be about growing as an individual and being the best person that you can be for yourself and the world. And then everything yeah. else just really falls in line. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know,
0: that's, that's, you know, my story kind of parallel yours, um, in, in certain regards, you know, uh, with starting my own business and getting that incorporated. And, you know, I, I was working, uh, in real estate marketing for years and escrow marketing for years. And, um, you know, uh, the corporate structure, I mean, I, I realized the same thing. I was like, I'm, I'm capped here you know, there's only so much growth that I'm going to be able to get working under somebody else. And I just, I got to a certain point, you know, I was talking to my sponsor about it one day and, um, you know, and he's like, you know, Max, you just may be in a position right now where you can't work for anybody anymore. You can't work for anybody else. You have to be the boss. And so, you know, it's it's it is the exact same thing, and that's that's liberating and freeing and and you know exciting, but it's also scary because the buck stops with you, yeah. right? Like in in real estate, you know, nobody's gonna just be like, oh, hey, Byron, you know, here's four more seller leads for you. Uh, I just went out and did all this work, and you know, you're you're all good. I'll make sure that you know, like, no, like you got to go out and and get them yourself, and uh, you know, you have to uh, be proactive. So like what tell me about you know your your growth your success and what are some of the things that you're you know like there's so many I, this is a terrible analogy and especially with me being a cat owner I, I hate saying it but there's like there's a million different ways to skin a cat right so yeah. how how are how are you generating leads how do you view you know your you're a very personable type of guy. When I see your branding and your content, like I don't get any like superficial Kardashian, look at all the deals I'm doing. Like, you know, you don't really (laughs) do any of that stuff. You're really authentic. So, you know, tell me a little bit about um, what you're doing to market yourself and and how you treat, you know, buyers and sellers and and about some of those awesome testimonials that I see.
1: Yeah, um, I am... I'm in this for the long run. So, you know, I think a lot of people get into real estate and they think I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars really fast. I'm going to buy fancy cars. I'm going to yep. live this amazing lifestyle. And they, they conduct themselves accordingly. So, you know, buys it, buying Zillow leads, um, you know, doing everything they can to meet as many people as they can and play the numbers game. And, you know, people are successful with that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm at times envious of the the cold callers that sit at their desk all day and call. I and, can't do uh, it, bro. Just, I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, dude, I, I hate cold calling. I hate it. Yeah. And so I want to work with people that want to work with me. Um, I want to, I want my clients to be my friends. Uh, I want to be invited to your wedding. You know, I want, uh, I want to go play disc golf with you on a Sunday morning. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's just how I want to be. And sure. I might not make as much money as some other people. um, But that's not what it's all about. And I've, I've really focused uh, my interpretation of success on the relationships that I've built along the way. And I really think that's what it's all about. Mm. Um, is it really easy to fall off that, that tightrope and, and get jealous and envious of, of others when you see people making a million dollars a year? Of course, um, but I, I like my sanity. <laughs> um, I really enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just how I, how I run my business. Um, majority of my leads, I would say 90% of my leads are all a uh, sphere of influence and mm-hmm. referrals from past clients. Yep. Um, and, and that's, um, that's how I operate. Uh, I'm not chasing leads. I'm not door knocking. I'm not calling random people. I'm um, mm-hmm. trying to convince somebody that I'm the best for them. Um, you know, and, and, that, and that's just how I operate. Um, you know, when it comes to the way in which I'm focused on generating leads and, and the activities that I do, what I've found is when I, when I talk to real estate agents and they say, you know you should be doing all of these things you know they've all got their list of you know cold call open mm-hmm. houses door knock yeah and they and all have they, they have all like send the, five, the five the five, <laughs> 555
0: method and the 545 five, um, like they all have those like uh anagrams or you know, whatever they are I, yeah
1: i i wish that i could figure out and i shouldn't say that i probably can i can probably figure out how to close open house deals Um, I know so many agents that crush open houses. I've done Mm -hmm. hundreds of open houses. I've never closed an open house deal. Um, it's, I, I don't know what it is. Um, you know, maybe I've got something on my forehead or something. I'm not sure. But, um, I, this is not the way that I, I want to run my business. Um, Mm -hmm. and so what I, what I've found in the past is that when I do all these activities that everyone else says that I should be doing, I get burnt out. And I start to get really exhausted. Um, I, I want to just take a day off. I want to go do something. And every time that I've decided, okay, I've had enough, I'm going to take a day off. I'm going to go skydiving. I'm going to go spend a day at the rock climbing gym. Um, every time I do that, I somehow miraculously find somebody who wants to be my friend And it's probably going to buy or sell a house in the near future. And so I've given up on these traditional tactics of being a real estate agent. And I'm just out there being myself and, you know, skydiving. I, I work from the rock climbing gym twice a week. I go to no, the no way, gym, you know, two three <laughs> dude, times I, a week. I
0: know, dude. You run. You're <laughs> like, dude. You're doing everything out there, bro. Like when when I see stuff, I'm like, I'm like, this motherfucker just ran a marathon. Like, <laughs> dude. Like, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I didn't, um, I didn't know that you. Like, you know, you're like, I'm out there being myself. I'm not dead. Like, but you're like pushing, you're pushing like all the different boundaries in different parts of your life, man. Like, you know, you, you the physical aspect. You jump out of planes, you run races, you know, you, you help people buy and sell homes. Um, you're, tell me about your, uh, your, are you, you, you you're, you're married now, right? You guys got married. Yeah. Yeah, you, your wife. Are you gonna? Are you have kids coming at some point here, or, or, uh,
1: or what? Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely a part of the plan. Um, you know, we've actually been trying to have kids for a couple of years. We've uh, hit mm. some some road bumps there. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been a long it's been a long road. Um, yep. but yeah, that's that's something that we definitely, you know, I want to experience everything that life has to offer and um, i think being a dad would be really really cool and and i think i'd be a really good dad um and i imagine that the growth that would come from being a father um, is uh is unparalleled in any other area of life um so that's that's something i would really really enjoy uh, having mm-hmm. the experience of and hopefully it's in the cards for us um but uh yeah i mean um I married uh, my wife, Audrey, and, and she's, a she's amazing. Uh, she's just such an, a cool woman, um, really intelligent, very dedicated to uh, what she does. Uh, she just started working for the Denver district attorney's office. So Ooh, nice. we are even more embedded in the community here. Uh, so she's a victim's advocate uh, for, for victims of, of crime. So if, 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 uh, a crime happens to you. You get assigned a victim's advocate to help you through the right. court process, and and that's what she does, and she's really really good at it. Um, and we we bought a house just south of Denver. We're about 15 minutes outside of downtown. Uh, we got a couple dogs. Um, my mother in law lives really really close to us. I lucked out. I've got the coolest mother in law that anyone could ask for. She's a total badass. Nice. Um, so. Yeah, we just you know, living life and um, and you know, working day in and day out, trusting that it's all going to fall into place and everything will be okay. You know, that's you know,
0: control control the controllables and don't worry about the rest. Right? Yeah,
1: easier said than done. <laughs> oh, totally. About
0: about the father thing. uh Yeah, you know, I I can tell you. Uh, when the nurse handed my daughter to me, that was the most intense emotional experience I've ever had, and it wasn't like all. Pl- it was like joy, peace, and then fear. I mean, it was like every emotional, everything on the whole spectrum just hit me at once. You know, yeah. and the first thing I thought was like, like, oh my god, this is like the most. Amazing thing ever. And then I was, you know, instantly like really sad because my dad had passed away and like my dad's never going to meet my yeah. dad, you know, so uh, there is yeah. all of that. But, um, you know, uh, we I, I'd like to have more, more kids as well. And I've been thinking like, you know, the world already has a lot of kids. And, um, you know, I've actually like, we've, my girlfriend and I have cons- I mean, we're trying as well, but we've considered, you know, maybe adopting or, you know, doing something, um, because, you know, there's yeah. lots of kids out there that have shit parents as it is, man, or, you know, need, need help. So yep. I don't know, man, But but yeah, that's, that's, that's great. So you're basically, you're being yourself, you're authentic, you're making connections by doing the things you love. And it just so happens that by doing that, you are generating new business. Right Yeah. now. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And now you're with compass now, but I remember you were with Berkshire mm-hmm. Hathaway. Um, you, so yeah. you've kind of like, you've been around a little bit. What, what is it about compass that, um, how long have you been with compass and you know what's what do you like about it
1: yeah well i'll i'll preface this with uh, berkshire hathaway home services i think was a phenomenal experience for me and i still recommend agents who are just getting in the, into the industry i will tell them hey give my, my path managing broker a call and, mm. and, you know, interview Berkshire Hathaway home services here in Denver, Colorado, because I could not think of a better place for an agent to start out and get the experience necessary to be a phenomenal real estate agent. Mm. Um, I made the move, uh, to compass for a bunch of reasons. I think, um, you know, there are some core tenants that, uh, that compass holds for, for, uh, their, the company. And I had just completed an Ironman triathlon when I decided (laughs) to make this move from Berkshire Hathaway over to compass. And one of the, one of the things that compass talks about all the time is moving fast and, I was talking with some agents about, um, you know, what it takes to move fast and Mm -hmm. it it made me think about the Ironman. And when you're, when you're doing a a triathlon similar to the Ironman, one of the most important things is to not get behind people that are moving slower than you are. And the reason that is, is especially in the swim portion of an Ironman triathlon uh, if you're swimming behind somebody who's swimming slower than you, you have to move around them. And a lot of times you get kicked <laughs> um, oh, yeah, or, that or you so get cool. hit, hit by somebody. Uh, but at the end of the day, you have to expel a ton of energy to get around that person. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you're doing a, a big uh, endurance event like that, you have to conserve energy. So if you get behind people that are moving slightly faster than you, you're going to have a much easier time getting to where you need to get in a, in a, in a faster um, amount of time. So I was thinking about that and going like, man, I really, I really need to get in behind people that are doing more and are moving faster than me. And so that, that's what compass was to me. Um, Compass still uh, doesn't take on new agents. Uh, you have to be selling a pretty high amount of production. I know it's different for oh, every I, market. I didn't Compass know that, man. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that. so when, when Compass first came to uh, the different regions, they would go and they would set a cap of, you know, if an agent isn't producing X amount of production in a year, you're not eligible to be a Compass agent. Mm. And so... Uh, I think when I joined, they had a cap at 10 million a year. So you had to be selling $10 million worth of real estate every year in order for compass to say, Hey, I'm actually interested in having you be a compass agent. And so uh, it just, it, it, it made me really like want to be around agents that were taking this career really seriously. Uh, and it, and it really made me be want to be around people who were 100% dedicated to being a full-time real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's something that, you know, the industry is what it is. I know that there's a lot of different models and there's a lot of really successful people out there that do things uh, differently. But I think, um, you know, in order to offer the best service to a client and in, in order to make sure that that person is taken care of to the best of the ability of the real estate industry as a whole, they should work with a full-time real estate agent. They should work yeah, with somebody 100%. that their career. Yeah. hundred um, percent, man. And, yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. And so, um, uh, so I just, that's I wanted to be around that and, Um, the more I learned about compass, the more I saw their technology, uh, the more my friends in the industry started moving to compass, Mm -hmm. the more I wanted to be a part of what they had going on. And a lot of people said, Oh, it's just a new shiny object. Um, you know, it won't last, um, you know, there's all, all this stuff that was being said. Sure. And I started to realize that the people who were saying that all had an ulterior motive for why they were saying that. You know, they were a broker owner, they were a managing broker. Um, they, you know, they they wanted they didn't want people to move there, they they didn't want it to succeed. Uh, and it was all coming from a scarcity mindset, not realizing. Mm-hmm um, that, you know, are not, I shouldn't say not realizing, but not practicing this idea of abundance and that there's, um, there's so much more for everybody. And, and we, we're living in this expanding, uh, you know, like energy's always expanding. I know it's a little, little woo woo. No, but, man, I'm, um, I'm all, I'm all about the woo woo, man. I'm all about the woo woo. Yeah. So don't worry. And, And so, you know, and and there's times where I catch it in myself, where I'm like, I'm operating from a scarcity mindset, I'm playing this victim card. Um, But I started to really think about, you know, who is saying negative things about Compass? Where's that coming from? Mm -hmm. And then I started to call agents that I saw move to Compass and ask them, hey, why did you make the move? What was your reasoning? And sometimes it was, hey, they're offering these huge incentives, I'm going to get you know, $50,000 worth of marketing budget from this company. Mm. If I move my team over there or, sure. um, you know, whatever, whatever there, everyone had their own reason, but what I would do is I would call when they first moved. And then I would call a little bit later, you know, a couple months down the road and say, That's Hey, how sweet. are you liking being at compass? And, uh, my teammate Felix, um, moved over to compass before I did. And uh, he and his teammate Jesse were a huge reason for for why I wanted to come over over to Compass, and um, and it just seemed like the right move. It seemed like um, I was going to be around the right people. I was going to be able to connect with agents that are really serious about this industry, and I was going to be a part of a company that was um, really embracing the changes in in the world um, mm-hmm. and and moving and, and moving fast, you know, really, uh, really making things happen. Uh, yeah, and so, so yeah, I, I came to compass and, um, man, it's, it's been the best thing for, uh, for my career. It's been amazing. amazing. How many, how many years has it been? Um, I've been at compass for almost three years now. Wow. So I spent, and you've uh, been, you've been an agent for Athlete. what you've been an agent for what, eight years? Uh, Se- seven years coming
0: up here. Seven years. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah that's um, yeah, that. I think you know, this that, is my sixth year. That's cool. I, you know, I love that you you like how you know how you vetted out that situation. But um, the victim card, man, that's you know I, I struggle with that all the time. You know, and I figured out why people like being victims is because then they can shift the blame and the accountability on something else, you know, it's, it's like anger. Like it's very empowering. Like if I'm, if I'm angry or if I'm a victim, it gives me, you know, some sort of sense of control and, you know, by being angry and then also a lack of control, like, Hey, this is out of my hands. Like if this person or if this, if the system wasn't set up like this, then, you know, X, Y, and Z, but you know, at at a a certain point, like you got to just be like, okay, you know, uh, there's, there's no reason why I can't figure out the next steps. There's no re like, nobody's holding me back. Um, you know, I mean, and I I feel like gratitude for everything I have plays in, you know, just massively. Uh, you know what I mean? Like some, sometimes like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll call up my sponsor and I'll be like, ah, you know, like so-and-so, you know said this to me today and it really pissed me off and they shouldn't be treating me like that and x y and z and he'll be like yeah yeah you know i that's i see uh, you know but also uh you know you live in san diego and you got a six-figure income and a healthy daughter and you know so you got that going for you <laughs> you know yeah. and it's it's just like a perspective <laughs> thing bro like You know, I get get so wrapped up in the little things or, you know, like if a new client falls through or, you know, a deal is delayed or something happens and, you know, like I just have this tendency to kind of like catastrophize and spiral out of control. So it's been really valuable like coaching and mentorship and working around the right people, just like you talk about, you know, uh, surrounding yourself with people that are, uh, you know, full time agents doing well you know, know their stuff. They've been around the block. I mean, it's the same thing for, you know, for me, because I, you know, I want iron sharpens iron. I don't want to, I don't want to be playing yeah. in, in, a, in an arena with people that are, you know, 20 steps behind me. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm always willing to help others, but you can't help others until you level yourself up. So I want to, you know, surround yeah. myself with people that are doing better than I am that know more than I do that are like, you know, have you challenged, challenged, you know, have you ever looked at it this way? Have you ever tried that? You know, like, I mean, that's, that's the way to do it. And then once you can do that, then you're in a position where you can actually help coach other people and then, you know, have that sort of impact in their lives. And so coaching has been really invaluable to me. Do you have uh, like a mentor or a coach or somebody, an accountability, you know, partner that uh, on your team that you check in with? And has that
1: been, you know, has that paid some dividends for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I have two uh, real estate agents that I work very, very closely with uh, on a on a weekly basis. Uh, that that we really push each other. Uh, my teammate Felix uh, is one of my one of my best friends. He is and uh, just an amazing individual. And uh, it's really hard to um, you, know, you can't play a victim's card around Felix. Uh, he'll call you out on it pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Uh, and just he's just an amazing person and and then my other teammate athena brownson uh who's another just exceptional exceptional uh person uh she was a pro skier um and is uh currently fighting lyme's disease and so um you know she had lyme's disease that triggered a bunch of autoimmune disorders and so like if you ever are thinking Man, I don't feel like doing it today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like yeah, you're like you're gonna get you're gonna get closed fist punched in the throat by Athena because <laughs> <laughs> this this woman is uh, you know, just crushing it. Uh, she's an extremely successful real estate agent, but she's in the hospital uh, for I think it's four or five days every two to three weeks. Literally in the hospital um, getting her, uh, her immune system switched out. Like they have to put somebody else's immune system into her through like a plasma transfusion and it takes four days. Um, and so you just watch what she's going through and, you know, you, you help her, you know, through what she's going through as much as you can and you go, all right, like (laughs) that's, that's some accountability right there. Uh but then I also have a, a business coach that I meet with um who's like half business coach, half psychotherapist, you know, someone yeah. just like, you know, to to say, hey, look, like, you know, adjust your perspective, man. Like mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, but you live in Denver, Colorado, and you've got an amazing wife and a couple healthy dogs, and yeah, you own a um, house. You know, like you're doing really well. You know, (laughs) yeah, dude, it's yeah, it
0: is perspective. You know, that's great, man. Uh, So, uh, so Athena, if I went and I said, you know, I'm uh, I'm really having a shitty day because Starbucks is out of cold brew, she would punch
1: me in the throat, right? She would probably be also pissed if they were out of cold brew. I
0: love that, man. All right. Well, listen, man, before, you know, it has been a great conversation, but before we wrap up here, put yourself in, in your, you know, uh, look at the world through how you did when you were just getting started in real estate, just making big moves. What do you wish you would have known or would have done and what, you know, give me like two or three things for, somebody that's, you know, getting started in the business, uh, and wants to, you know, scale up and just, you know, throw some practical advice out there for the, uh, the upcoming agent.
1: Change it in your mind first. You have to, you have to work from a place where you believe it's going to happen. Uh, you have to work from a place where you, there's no other choice, but, to get it, get it done. Um, I think that when I first started in the industry, there was a ton of doubt, and I didn't, I didn't believe that I had the ability to do it. And so, I was watching everybody else around me succeed. I was watching everyone else around me have these uh, monumental financial changes in their life by being very successful real estate agents almost as if it happened overnight and um it was this realization that i was holding myself back simply by not understanding that i could do it too and so if you're if you're having doubts and you don't you don't think that you can make it happen it's not going to happen it's um uh, i forget i think gary v says this kind of stuff all the time but yeah. it's that if if you if you believe that you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, uh, that's the, the big thing. And I know people get into the industry with a ton of fire in their belly and they have, you know, I've seen it time and time again where somebody has really, really high hopes and high expectations. And, um, and you know, as they start in on the industry, you know, they get a couple closings, things go really well. They end up with, you know, six months without a closing and it just starts to do that ebb and flow. And all of a sudden they start to to lose that, that belief. And so I think that you really have to change it in your mind first, um, similar to the open house deals, you know, like, you know, for me, I've never closed an open house deal. I don't believe it's a thing. I think everyone who closes open house deals, they're making it up, they're liars. Um, and that's probably why I don't close open house deals <laughs> yeah. but uh, but yeah you just have to change it in your mind first and I think that's uh that's the the uh, off the top of my head that's the best advice I'd give to a new agent getting in awesome and and with, right. with that said aim high you know aim don't, high yeah don't aim for 100k a year you can do better than that you know and and keep going there you go all right well.
0: Everybody, you guys heard it today from Byron Stewart, Compass real estate agent based out of Denver, Colorado, and a personal dear friend of mine. Byron, I love you, brother. I love seeing your success. I love following what you're doing. Um, I admire you. You're like swimming. Like when did you become Tom Cruise, bro? You know, like uh, jumping out of planes, (laughs) swimming triathlons, and or just you're you're killing it, man. I'm proud of you. And um, this has been a a great, uh, a great conversation. So um, everybody, you know, we'll catch you next time again on the elite zone podcast, but Byron, I want you to tell everybody listening, if anybody wants to talk to you, get a hold of you, look at your content, find you, how can they do that?
1: Absolutely. And and Max, I want to say just real quick, I admire you, man. Uh, I've been following you and everything you've done from uh, you know, moving out to San Diego, continuing being a rock star. Uh, you're one of my favorite musicians of all times. And, uh, and I just admire you everything that you've accomplished in your life. It's uh, it's an inspiration to say the least. Um, if you want to get at me, you can go to Byron L You can also go, uh, to Instagram, Byron Lee Stewart. Uh, and that's S T U A R T the correct spelling. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then, uh, if anybody wants to just give me a shout, 720 527 3329. I'm always happy to chat with anybody. So, give me a call.
0: Boom. I love it, brother. appreciate the, the kind words and the words of encouragement. Uh, and everybody, I'll make sure to drop Byron's link in the, uh, the, descri- the show de- uh, description. And um, man, have a, a great rest of your, uh, what is it, Friday today already? Man, all right. We're there. Yes, have a good weekend, brother. Say hi. You know, love to the family. And uh, I will, uh, I'll catch up with you soon. And everybody, I'll see you next time on Elite Zone. And we are out.